Scott Walker here on, you can't recall, Courage, or weekly podcast. Yeah, that was the classic song from the Beatles, Taxman. So were the words to this classic Beatles song, The Taxman, a preview to a possible Joe Biden presidency? Well, looking at statements during the campaign over the past year and a half, two years, I'm, I'm actually convinced that Joe Biden would become the new taxman. I mean, think about this. What did he say last May, May of 2019? He told a crowd in Columbia, South Carolina, early in the campaign, quote, first thing I'll do is repeal those Trump tax cuts. Repeal of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act would really, would overwhelmingly impose a significant tax increase on the hardworking people of America. You see, under the Trump tax cuts, the, the cuts that were passed by President Trump, passed by Republicans in the House and the U.S. Senate, Typical family of four earning the median family income of $73,000 a year actually receives a 58% reduction in their federal taxes. That means a tax cut of more than $2,000. Ask a family making seventy-three dollars a year if $2,000 is real money or not. They're going to tell you that's real money. Or say, for example, a single parent with one child, say that family has an annual income of $41,000, they'd see a cut of more than $1,300. That's a 73% reduction in their federal taxes. Again, ask that that parent, that mom or dad, and his or her child and uh, if uh, an extra $1,300 a year makes a difference. Absolutely. You see, despite what Democrats and, and many in the media say, and sometimes I think it's hard to distinguish between Democrats and many in the media, but but despite what they say, most Americans actually benefited from the Trump tax cuts. If you search long and hard, you can find that even places like the New York Times actually acknowledged that they said, quote, most people got a tax cut, unquote. In fact, they also went on to say, quote, to a large degree, the gap between perception and reality on the tax cuts appears to flow from a sustained and misleading effort by liberal opponents of the law to brand it as a broad middle-class tax increase, unquote. I've been saying this for years. As governor, I pointed out how they, uh, the typical family in Wisconsin, a family of uh, two parents, two children, uh, actually benefited by more than $2,000. Again, that's real money. Uh, and what we saw is overwhelming. Over 80% of the middle-class taxpayers in America saw a tax cut. Joe Biden, on the hand, just is determined to continue the myth that I'll give Democrats credit for purely on playing politics. They got out front and before the president could define it. I, I remember for, for months and months and months and ever since then, but per, particularly early on, uh, I tried to suggest to President Trump and to Vice President Pence and to Jared Kushner and his chief of staff, anybody else that could listen to me, that I have the president who I've seen in the past go up at events here in Wisconsin across the country and introduce uh, people, oftentimes introduce families. In the middle of his speech, he bring uh, has often brought two or three people up to speak. He's got no problem sharing the stage, and he really interacts well with them. Oftentimes it's about jobs, um, some training they've received or a new job they've got or getting off of welfare, um, criminal justice reform. He, he does really well interacting with, with positive stories like that. But I suggested to him early on after the tax cuts to do that and to find two or three families, ideally families that were surprised. What, what made me think about this is an unlikely source, but, but CBS News, uh, not long after the president signed the tax cuts, did a story that I thought was really quite revealing. They, 
they went and they found uh, a number of families and they asked them what they thought about the tax cuts. And because of all the propaganda out there, because of the uh, the misleading statements uh, from uh, Democrats and liberals and many of their allies in the media, people thought it was just going to the wealthy or just going to corporations. When the facts showed the overwhelming majority, over 80% of middle class taxpayers saw a tax cut. Um, in fact, actually, some of the people who benefited the least were some of the wealthiest in places like New York City uh, because there was a cap put on state and local tax uh, deductions. Uh, and so if you lived in a high-tax state, in a high-tax community like New York, uh, New York, uh, you probably would have been one of the small group of people that didn't really benefit in the end from the tax cuts. But overwhelmingly, the hardworking people of this country did. And so much to my amazement, it wasn't on Fox, it wasn't talk radio, but CBS News did a story uh, where they then interviewed these families and it was like watching somebody after they got, uh, you know, when those those uh, uh, um, publishers, clearinghouse people come to the door with balloons and a big check and they're they're crying and they're overwhelmed. That was that was almost what it was like uh, hearing from these folks say in tears they had no idea, no idea how much of a tax cut they got. Uh, again, I remember talking to the president about this and, you know, the sentiment was, well, people seeing their paychecks. And I said, no, you got to spell this out. You got to tell people this because today people don't see paychecks. It's not like seeing a pay stub years ago when we were kids. I remember the, one of the first checks I got when I worked at McDonald's, $4.24 an hour, I think it was. Uh, I, I could remember that. I, I looked at my paycheck. I was wondering what all this money was going out for, uh, for all these different things uh, that were really taxes, uh, FICA and all the other stuff that was on there. Uh, but I said, today, it's automatic deposit. And so that's part of the challenge is people don't see it. And if they saw a reduction, <coughs> excuse me, if they saw a reduction in the withholding, uh, a lot of folks not paying that much attention to it just thought, you know, maybe their employer gave them more money. They didn't realize it was a tax cut. That's uh, the fallacy coming around uh, tax time each year. Many people think they get money back. I've heard people say that to me. Oh, how much money did you get back from the government? You don't get any money back from the government. All you get back from the government is uh, whatever you overpaid in taxes. If you do get a refund, it's only because you they took out more than they needed to for the taxes that you actually owed. And so you just gave the government, the federal and state government, if you get refunds from them, you gave them uh, a no-interest loan uh, to carry that money and still they paid it back to you. It, and people had to, like I do now with being self-employed, having my own businesses, if you actually had to take money out every quarter, I, I, if there wasn't withholding, I, I swear there'd be a revolt. Uh, there'd be a revolt bigger than any we've ever seen in terms of pushing back on, particularly on the federal income taxes. But there's been this myth out that's perpetuated. But as I said, even the New York Times acknowledged, uh, despite the misleading, uh, sustained and misleading effort by liberal opponents of law, uh, the fact is most people got a tax cut. Joe Biden really is determined to continue this myth. He repeated it in his campaign kickoff address when he said only high-income households got the tax cut. Even the Washington Post called him on it. They gave that statement for Pinocchio rating, and which is clearly false. And even they stated that most Americans received a tax cut. Now, it only goes to figure if most Americans saw a reduction in their tax burden because of the Trump tax cuts, 
If Joe Biden, as he said, plain as could be, first thing I'll do is repeal those tax, Trump tax cuts. He said it not only back then, May of 19, or 2019, but, but he said it repeatedly since. It only goes to reason that the same Americans, that means almost every one of you listening, the same Americans will see a tax increase if the first thing Joe Biden did is to repeal those tax cuts. I want to talk some more about what this means for the election, for the economy, and beyond. But first, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back on You Can't Recall Courage. Hey, this is Scott Walker on You Can't Recall Courage. Thanks for coming back and joining us. You know, it's interesting. I think about not only the tax cuts to be repealed, but, but think about it. Over 80%, as I said, of working class, middle class Americans saw a reduction in their overall tax burden. Uh, because of the tax cuts passed by Republicans in the House and the Senate and signed into the law by President Donald Trump. But you also had things like opportunity zones, which if we're going to talk about some of the uh, discrepancies that aren't just racially based, that more than anything are based on economic trends. It just so happens that whether it's in Milwaukee or Chicago or other large urban areas across America, uh, much of the the racial disparity is based on economic disparity. It just so happens the overwhelming number of people living in some of our most economically depressed communities, neighborhoods across America, happen to be not only African American but uh, but uh, Hispanic uh, and other ethnic minorities. One of the big things that will help uh, even up those issues of disparity, <coughs> excuse me, is. Opportunity zones, which were included, a passion of of uh, former Speaker Paul Ryan, something he really got uh, from uh, a former uh, House member, former presidential candidate, former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Jack Kemp, former pro football star, but who was passionate uh, about fighting poverty, but doing so from uh, an economic standpoint, from a free market standpoint, really about um, the idea of of creating more opportunities for people. And that's exactly what opportunity zones are all about. That was included uh, in this legislation uh, that was passed uh, by Republicans and signed by the President of the United States. I remember a few years ago, um, Jimmy Kemp now heads a foundation connected to his father's legacy. And uh, Paul Ryan and Tim Scott and others were a part of that. Again, talking about entrepreneurship, talking about opportunity. These opportunity zones were a key part of that. But, but Joe Biden doesn't want to have anything to do with that. He wants to repeal the Trump tax cuts, which means everybody who benefited, which is almost every American, those same people would see a massive tax increase. Now, he's making essentially the same argument that, that former vice president, another former vice president, Walter Mondale, tried to make against then-President Ronald Reagan. I remember this. During the 1984 campaign, he, he called for tax increases. Now, the difference is Mondale, I got to give him credit for being honest. He, he just flat out said, hey, we, you know, we need to raise taxes. He said, I'm going to be the, the one to tell you the truth. Ronald Reagan's not. Uh, he believed that. He, he believed in that, uh, in tax cuts. He was wrong, but he believed in it. And he told the voters straightforward that he would raise their taxes. And the voters got to give the voters credit when they hear the, the facts uh, clear as can be, uh, the voters heard Mondale's impassioned plea, the, the truth speaking he was giving from his point of view, that there was a need to raise taxes. And what did the voters do? Well, they helped Ronald Reagan win an historic landslide, 49 uh, of the uh, uh, 49 of the 50 states in America in the Electoral College sided with Ronald Reagan. 
And I think that's a mistake that the left looked at and realized they're never going to make that mistake again. They, they, not that they don't like taxes. They're just not going to be as, as blunt. They're not going to be as direct. They're not going to be as candid. Uh, so Joe Biden and his campaign, along with the help of many of his fellow Democrats and many others in the media, well, they're just trying to convince voters that someone else's taxes are going to go up. Someone else's taxes will go up when they're in control. Oh, we're going to raise them on billionaires, even though if you took, uh, what is it, something like 300 people in the entire country fit that category. If you took every you know billion from each, and that still wouldn't be enough to take and fund all the spending, all the new spending that people like uh, Bernie Sanders and AOC are proposing. Those same people who've largely hijacked um, Joe Biden. You know, he's outsourced... Uh, to the extreme element of his party, his agenda in return for their support, which I've always felt is the, the big argument against Joe Biden. It's, it's not that he's getting old. It's not that he's losing touch. I, many of these things he was saying 10, 20 years ago, it's that Joe Biden will say and do just about anything, just about anything to get elected. We, we've seen it with, you know, he was against court-ordered busing. Now uh, he's talking about... Uh, going the opposite direction when it comes to racial reconciliation. He was against taxpayers having to pay for abortions. Now he wants abortion on demand paid for by the taxpayers. This is a guy who's been all over the map. He was for clamping down on crime and and uh, was the ch- chief champion of the 1994 crime bill uh, that included a lot of mandatory minimum sentencing and other things that people complain about today. And, and yet he's out there talking about one of these interviews saying with this military surplus equipment coming in that police would appear to be the enemy of the people and that he is for, as he was pushed and questioned on, uh, re- taking funding, uh, defunding the police, taking funding away from law enforcement and putting it into other areas, conflicting with the, the very track record he had as a U.S. senator at times. Uh, but in this case, he's trying to cover it up and trying to make the argument that someone else's taxes are going to go up. But But the reality is if you repeal the Trump tax cuts, which affected the vast majority of Americans, over 80% of us in the middle class, those same people, almost probably all of you listening, are, are going to see your taxes be jacked up. To me, that's where it's why I played the, the Beatles song, The Tax Man, because Biden, Joe Biden, the tax man, will, will jack up your taxes. He'll jack up your individual taxes. He'll jack up your, your corporate taxes. He'll put them on employers. That's going to cost us jobs. I mean, in Pennsylvania a week ago, Joe Biden said he'd raise the corporate tax rate. He flat out said, I'm going to raise it back up to 28%. Now, think about that. That would mean that American employers would would pay more uh, in their tax rate than businesses do even in communist China. He would raise the current rate by 33% from 21 to 28%. Now, you shouldn't be surprised because when Joe Biden was Barack Obama's vice president, the corporate tax rate was 35%. America had the highest corporate tax rate in the developed world. In contrast, President Trump and congressional Republicans t- cut it down to 21%. You know, the think about that. So he wants to go above communist China. That means the, the corporate tax rate in China is currently 25%. He wants to, to go to 28%. In other words, Joe Biden's tax burden it's not as bad as a communist plan. It's worse. It's not as bad. It's worse. Overall, the Trump tax cut helped usher in massive economic growth and prosperity. It was part of a larger plan of pulling back the government, getting rid of excessive red tape, uh, overreached by government at the federal level, all these 
regulations that went far beyond public health and public safety, really empowering the American people and restoring confidence to make America great again, as he said. Remember, the national unemployment rate fell to the lowest level it had been in 50 years. And when you look at, by category, for African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, people with disabilities, veterans, each of those categories, unemployment rates fell to the lowest levels ever recorded in each of those categories. Tax cuts as part of a a larger comprehensive economic package work. I know it because we saw it right here in Wisconsin. After years of tax sites, we provided significant property tax relief. In fact, when I left, the income tax was lower than before we started. Property taxes were lower than before we started. And people got back to work. Since our first year in office, and I say us because it was Republicans in the legislature along with me, since 2011, hardworking Wisconsinites had benefited from more than, get this number, $13 billion in cumulative tax relief. During that same time frame, unemployment fell to an all-time low below 3%. And there were more jobs or more people employed in the state than ever before in the history of Wisconsin. What that shows here in Wisconsin and with the president's tax cuts across the country, tax cuts really work. And they help. Not, they don't just work in reducing the burden on the hardworking people of this great country. They actually help put more people to work. And that's something that Joe Biden, the tax man, just doesn't seem to understand. One more reason why Joe Biden should never be president of the United States. I'm Scott Walker. Thanks so much for listening to us. And uh, you can't recall courage. Until next time, keep fighting for freedom.